name of Jesus. Father, this morning, I ask that, Lord, the wisdom that is pure and undefiled from heaven, that, Lord, you would give me that I'll be able to deliver this message as you have given it to me. Father, Lord, I pray that every heart of flesh may he become stoned this morning in the name of Jesus. Father, that the words that we shall speak this morning, they shall be the truth and they shall be life indeed in the mighty name of Jesus. Many will be delivered in the name of Jesus. By the wisdom of this word, many will be catapulted to the place where they ought to be in the mighty name of Jesus. That Lord, that anything that has besieged them, that has held us back, Father, it will be broken today in the name of Jesus. Father, especially I pray this morning that the message that you would bring, it will bring deliverance in the mighty name of Jesus. And these people will never be the same. To those who are hearing me in this auditorium and those who are listening by SoundCloud, by any device, the Lord will bring deliverance to you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. This morning I bring you the word of God which I have titled Be Loosened. Be Loosened. Be Loosened. And you will understand as I go on with the message. Now one of the significant milestones leading to Easter which we have just celebrated the feast of resurrection as is otherwise known marks the beginning it is palm sunday it marks the beginning of what is known as the passion week or holy week in the christian calendar and it marks the beginning of the final series of events that led to jesus crucifixion now at grace assembly the island church we embarked on a series which we titled the king and the cross the king and the cross and we looked at various aspects and various events that led to the crucifixion of Jesus Christ and we're also going to look at some aspects, some things that took place after he was crucified and he resurrected so that we're very we reacquaint ourselves with the learnings from all this event. Today as we're still in the season of resurrection I want to focus on the scripture that I read and a key aspect of that scripture which is often overlooked thank you thank you for the mic thank you is key aspect of that scripture which is also often overlooked now may god give us the grace to draw inspiration from it in the name of jesus my focus today people of god is surprisingly not on jesus christ and as blasphemous as that may sound you will understand. He is behind it, but I'm going to examine some other aspect of this account and we'll come back to Jesus Christ. We can never leave Jesus Christ alone. Somebody say, Amen. I'm going to focus on this other set of animates that have been recounted in this encounter. Briefly, church, let us examine the ministry of the dumb ass called the donkey. The ministry of the dumb ass that is called the country, the donkey. Now the Bible tells us in that account that Jesus and his disciples drew near to Jerusalem. He had sent them ahead to go into Jerusalem. Now let me quickly say something to you. That Jesus had entered Jerusalem many times before but his entry was not announced. He had been to the same city. He had preached. He had healed. He had cast out demons there but nothing happened as he was coming. But this time, Jesus' entrance into Jerusalem was going to be celebrated. Now I want to prophesy into the life of someone. You have been going somewhere for a long time and they've never celebrated you. The next time that you go there, it will be with a great fanfare in the name of Jesus. You are going there as a nobody. The next time you go there, some people will be standing guard for you in the name of Jesus. So don't worry. 
For some of you, when you get to Abuja, sometimes you just go, nobody knows you, different taxi drivers are calling you. One day, you will come back, you will go back to that Abuja and you will be celebrated. I said you will be celebrated in the name of Jesus. I don't like your amen. I said you go back there and you will be celebrated in the name of Jesus. That is not where I'm going this morning. That's Jara. That's Jara. Just by the way, we're still going some distance this morning. But Jesus needed to be conveyed into Jerusalem. And he decided that of all the vehicles he could use, he would use the donkey. Now, by Jesus' might, he could have commanded a chariot. He could have commanded Argentinian horses. He could have commanded a convoy to enter into Jerusalem. But he chose the humblest of vehicles to ride into Jerusalem. It's equivalent to you having the power to command a keke, uh, to command a Rolls Royce, but you choose to arrive in a keke napep. Now, that's lesson for you. It is not what carries you that is important. It is what you carry. Oh, yeah. You didn't hear that. I said it is not what carries you that it is important. It is what you carry on your inside. There are some people that will arrive with fanfare. And yet, there's nothing on the inside. You better make sure that what you are carrying on the inside is much greater than what is carrying you. You will get to where you are going in the name of Jesus. I said you will get to where you are going in the name of Jesus. I need you to preach with me this morning. I need you to hear. I need to hear you. I need you to encourage me. I need you to know that God and His Spirit is inside this church. I said what you are carrying will not be aborted in the name of Jesus. No matter what has carried you, what you are carrying will be bigger in the name of Jesus. And so shall it be for you in Jesus' mighty name. Now Jesus was fully fulfilling destiny. Because as we read in that scripture, he talked about rejoicing greatly. This scripture had been quoted in Zechariah 9.9 where he said, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of uh, uh, Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He's just and about and having, he's just and having salvation. Lonely and riding on a donkey. When Jesus took that decision to ride on a donkey, he was fulfilling purpose and he was fulfilling destiny. Let me tell you, church, every decision that you make in life is either taking you nearer your destiny or is taking you away from it. May you not take a decision that will take you away from your destiny in the name of Jesus. I am releasing some prayers for you this morning. I said there are some decisions, every decision in your life, when you look at it, you examine that decision. Is it taking me nearer my destiny or is it taking me away from my destiny? May you not walk away from your destiny in the name of Jesus. I said, may you not walk away in the name of Jesus. Good as that may be, that is not where I am going. That is not where I'm going. All those things I've told you this morning, they are just byproducts. I'm going to verse 2. When Jesus said in that scripture, that uh, 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 Matthew 21 verse 2, he said, say to them, saying to them he was speaking to his disciples he said go into the village opposite you and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt lose them and bring them to me somebody say lose them say lose them and bring them to me he said say lose them and bring them to me now you ask me why am I asking you to lose them this morning? These donkeys were tied. They were stationary. They were in the same place. They had been for a while. I don't know why they were tied. I don't know who tied them. But the circumference, the environment, the totality of the life of the donkey restricted to where he was tied. That's where he ate. That's where he peed. That's where he pooed. Everything
everything about the donkey was restricted to that place. He didn't see beyond that place. He had never probably even been to the inner recesses of Jerusalem because in an account, somewhere I read it, I heard that the donkeys had never been used before. They were fresh. So the entirety of the life of the donkey restricted around where he was tied. And I'm sure you're asking me, what has that got to do with me this morning, pastor? Man of God, why are you talking about the donkey? Because the same way that the donkey was tied, unfortunately, some of us, the children of God, are tied. And I know, again, you are probably saying to me, do you see a rope around my neck? Why are you telling me I'm tied? Some people may even take umbrage. They may be upset that I'm saying that you are tied. Give me a few moments and you will check whether you are tied like the donkey or not. Some of us were tied to our past. Some of us are tied to our past. We are tied to this place of history. We are tied to the circumstances of our birth. Can any good come out of this Nazareth? You don't know me. Do you know how many abortions I have procured? Do you know how many people I have killed? Forget about the blood of Jesus Christ. It cannot work for me. But Isaiah 43 says to me, Isaiah 43 verse 19 says to me, please help me with that scripture. Isaiah 43 verse 19. What does he say? He says, read with me. Please read with me church. I need you. I want to feel you this morning. It says what? No, 19, 43, 19. 43, 19. Behold. Behold. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and the rivers and in the desert. And the same way that Jesus has sent, he sent his disciples. He's sending Pastor Olufemi Paul. He's sending Pastor Kolaoke. He's sending Pastor Olufemi Paul. He's sending Pastor Yomi Badejokusuan to go and untie you from your past. Have you seen a ram that has been led before? Does it go willingly? What does the ram do? He fights. Some of us are refusing to be loosened. We want to wallow in the space of our past. As God is telling the men of God to drag you, Jesus is saying, bring him. I need him. You are resisting. You are resisting. You know, you see those rams when they are pulling them. They are, sometimes they don't even walk. You have to drag them. And the men of God are dragging you. Tell you, Jesus wants you. You said, no. You don't know about my past. Pastor, if I tell you where I'm coming from, I cannot be... Do you know how much blood this hand has shed? says even if your sins are as red as scarlet I can make it as white as snow tell your neighbor be loosened look for two neighbors say be loosened
how about tied to anger? Some of us, at the slightest of things, we get angry. And we call it justified anger. Uh oh. Some people are not looking at me anymore. Did I score? Did I score? We are tied to anger. And sometimes something that is good for us, we it just with anger. Because we are tied to anger. But Ephesians 4.26 tells me what? He says what? Give me Ephesians 4.26. He says be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Is it in your Bible? Oh, come on now. Help me. Is it in your Bible? Okay. I won't tell you to put up your hand. But many of us know what we are talking about. At the slightest provocation, we just fly off the handle. And you know what we say? We justify it by saying, I don't take nonsense. Have you heard that before? I don't take nonsense. If that was the way that God gets angry with you, would you still be alive? And he says you are made in his image and his likeness. How many times did Jesus say we should forgive? Oh, come on now. Hear me now. How many times? No, maybe it's not in your Bible. Let's check Matthew 18, 22. Let's check Matthew 18, 22. Let's check Matthew 18, 22. He says, Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times. Preceding this, somebody had asked him that, how many times can my brother offend me before I forgive him? Because the person had seven, thought it was seven. He said, no, I didn't say seven times. I said 70 times seven. And the mathematicians here, we know that 70 times 7 is 490. For somebody to annoy you 490 times in a day, you yourself, you have a problem. Somebody repeatedly annoys you 490 times in a day, you have a problem. Maybe you are the one that is annoying. Maybe we are the one who is intolerant. So some of us were tied to anger. Take the one that makes you I'm not telling you to mark your score. I have marked my own. Some of us are tied to tradition. Our people say make we do them the way where they do and make it be like the way where they be. When you know what you are doing is against what God has said to you. In my village, this is how we do it. In my family, this is how we do it. So when it comes to the word of God and it's laid side by side with your tradition, your tradition always wins. Bible says, whose report shall you believe? I will, repeat, I will believe the report of the Lord. Are you marking yourself? Come on now. Are you marking yourself? We are talking about the donkey. I'm sure you never imagined that the donkey had a ministry. Some of us are tied to habits and addiction. Even when we are in church, we are checking our WhatsApp. We don't like the the what's it? The green. You know when you take the WhatsApp is blue or something. So when you press it. It shows that he has been read. Every post that is sent to you, even during church, must be read. And I'm talking about addiction mildly. Some of us can't come to all night because I love my sleep. We have just come back from retreat. Some of us say, that expressway, I have told myself I'm never going to go there again. But if the governor of
of Ogun State or your state tells you to come and collect a check, you get on that expressway. Some of us say, what can you be doing for two, three days? Praying, 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 praying. Are you the one that, am I the one that killed Jesus Christ? Guess what? You killed Jesus Christ because he died for you. talk to ourselves this morning so we are tied to habit and i'm just giving mild versions you know what i'm talking about some of us it's african magic when it's time for us to pray we know all the series on telemundo all 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 you are tied to your television let nobody tell you a lie you are tied to your television Xbox, Netflix. I'm coming for you guys too because you are laughing. Some of us, it is us now. When Asna is playing, UEFA, by the grace of God, and it is Wednesday interactive, Arsenal always wins. Can I tell you something? Let me be honest with you. I don't do it again. I used to do it before. When there is a big match, I will find myself one way. I will go and watch it. But guess what? Every time that I miss church for a match, we lose. <laughs> Every single time, we lose. We lose. My you! Mind you, red devils. You are a child of God and you are following red devil. Aren't you afraid? You better come to the better side. <laughs> Somebody praise Jesus. So we are addicted to something. Some of us, it is fashion. Once you come, trends. Uh, music minister, start playing. What's that one? You will borrow to wear the latest things. You are addicted to try. You know, you are tied there. They cannot find me. Somebody said that, oh, this outfit, I think it was my wife, said it one day, said that this outfit, uh, I wore it to so, so so place. If I wear it again, they say, is this the only one I have? I said, guess what? You are the owner. <laughs> if you borrowed it, it's not likely you are going to wear it twice. But if you are the owner, guess what? Wear it ten times. Amen, money. We are watching uh, 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 a, a message. I think that message must have been around 2011. I think that message was around 2011. And I, 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 I saw myself in it. Do you know the suit that I wore? I still have it. It's still one of my bottom box. The suit cost me a bit. I can't discard it. If anybody doesn't like it, let them jump into the river. It's my own. And guess what? When I wear the suit, I feel good. And guess what? Who is the most important here? It's me. If I feel good wearing it, then I'm wearing it. May the Lord untie some of us in the name of Jesus. <laughs> some of us are tied to a way of thinking. You are tied to a way of thinking. You are securely fastened to that way of thinking. If anybody wants to loosen you, you say lie, lie. I'm going to start with that, my sister sitting there. Yes, you. This morning, we are coming back from camp. This lady has a brand new Honda Accord. I think it's 2018 or 2019. So, 
we were standing there, Pastor Kola and I and Minister Lanzi. The next thing, she opened the bonnet. So we asked her, what are you doing? She said she wants to check the water. A 2018 When I asked her, so Pastor Kola said, ah, Kenny, how can you be doing that? He said, my daddy taught me technology of your daddy's car is longer dated. Your daddy drove a Toyota Crown. Do you, you, know, do you, you know those cars? If you see those cars, they are what you call sealed engines. Am I right? You are not supposed to touch anything. I didn't have a coolant. Or maybe your daddy drove a 504. Okay, a 504. <laughs> Honda, you know, the electronics on the Honda Accord 2019 or 2018 can match that of a small plane, a Cessna plane. Such that if the only thing it doesn't do is drive itself. If the tire pressure goes down, it will show you on the dashboard. And my sister was checking water and oil. Give me Proverbs 23, 7. 23, 7. Proverbs 23, 7. He says, For as he thinks in his heart, So is he. And in this case, so is she. <laughs> can you give me can can you I asked for an image. Can you give me that image? A picture. Did you send it? Have you seen this before? Have you seen this before? Isn't this pathetic? This is the life of many Christians. You are more concerned about what you cannot do than what you can do. Every time you are meditating on what stops you, not what makes you move. You are saying to yourself, I cannot do it. But it says, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Let me tell you something. You are not created to do small things. You are created to do big things. If God wanted to do small things, he would have left the cows and the donkeys. But you, he created in his likeness and in his image. I had a facility visit which I had been looking for. This week, I've been hounding the Dangote people that I wanted to see their refinery. Unfortunately, I could not go. But I'd set up a team. So I asked my team to go. And when they came back, they said to me, oh, why be you? I'm glad you didn't come. It, was, it took us about five hours and all that. And I said, no, please don't be glad for me. I'm unhappy that I didn't come. You know why? If I had gone there, you know what I was planning to say? That if one man can think this and do it, I am going to inspire myself to do even greater things because I have the formula. I am the Christian. He is not. So if he can do it, God has equipped me to do even greater things. I need to step into those greater things. And sometimes we have to walk by sight. Which means that if I see it that it has been done, I have the ability to do it myself. I don't know what your aspiration is. Give me John as a man think. So is he. Give me John 5.1. I want to show you an account. John 5.1. John 5.1. It says, and there was a feast. Am I right? Yeah. Go on. Give me verse 2. Uh, 
Now there in, a, uh, in Jerusalem by the sheep gate, a pool which is known in Hebrew as Bethesda, having five porches. Go on. Three. In there lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. Like some of us are waiting for the move. And go on. For an angel went down at certain time in the pool and stirred, it, stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first, after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Five. Now a certain man who had been there by infirmity 38 years. The fact that you are in a situation can take your thinking away. He had been thinking like that for 38 years. So your 38 years can be 5 years. Your 38 years can be 10 years. Your 38 years can be 10, 20 years. But he had a 38 year problem. Yeah. Give me. When Jesus saw him lying there and he knew he had already been in that condition a long time. He said to him, do you want to be made well? Question. Find out. What did the man answer? Seven. He answered. I have no man to put me in the pool. Is it the pool you want or to be healed? And that's the thinking of many of us. We were talking about it at the retreat yesterday that you will meet with someone that can change your situation. And you are busy lamenting. Lamentation of Job. You are recounting the problems. When you should be telling the man about the solutions. I've had problems all my life. I need somebody who can give me solutions. I pay people to give me solutions. Not to tell me about their problems. There are some people that when they call you, you don't want to pick up their calls. Because no matter how bright your day, they have a way of dampening it. Am I right? Do you like those people? Do you like those people? But do you like people when they call you? They make you feel vibrant. Maybe even if you are feeling low, they inject you with some form of excitement by the Holy Ghost. That's the same thing with you with God. As a man thinks, so easy. Are you marking yourself? Tell your neighbor, be loosened. Be loosened. I'm just quickly going to go a few more. One, some people are tied to self. It's all about them. It's all about you. It's all about you. You know, I say, when you take I out of everything, you find out that what can annoy you is very small. Because why do you get annoyed? Is it me you are talking to? There's a video that is going around about somebody that wanted to fight on a plane. I don't know how many you saw. He said, Do you know me? Do you know me? Do you know me? Do you know who I am? Oga, who are you? Are you Buhari? Or Trump? Who are you? Because if you are truly that big, we would have recognized you. You don't need to ask us who you are. Right? If the governor of Lagos State enters here, does he need to tell you who he is? By the time you are telling somebody, who, do you know who I am? You are nobody. Some of us are tied to our business and our careers. We can't take time off for God. And I'll quickly refer you to Luke 12 20. Luke 12 20. Luke 12 20. Luke 12 20. Help me. Just keep on tipping the box. Now, this is the story of a rich man. And we've just thought about, we have just been taught about wisdom over the last weekend. But this Bible, this passage describes him as what? Fool. Why? Because after he had gathered, he was thinking to himself, what next? What's my next business strategy? Which area should I go? I think I should go into agriculture. I think I should go into manufacturing. Then God said to him, oh fool or day. This night, your soul will be required of you. Then those whose will, uh, uh, sorry, then whose will those things be 
which you have provided. You can't come to retreats. You have a business transaction. May you live to reap the fruits of the business transaction. You can't come for all night. You can't come to church on Sunday. When you look at your account, you are saying to yourself, man, I'm good. I'm made. Guess what? I can watch. I can listen to a sermon on television. May the Lord help you in the name of Jesus. Now, some of us are even tied to church. We are tied to a seat. If the usher dares to tell you not to sit there, you will vex and you go home. I've been sitting here since before Jesus was crucified. I've been sitting here move here. There's a plan as you want to do sitting arrangement. Say no. Unless I sit here, I don't hear anything. Since I've known Yomi, he sat on that same chair. And his wife. They've sat on that same chair. I'm sure if you ask them to move, there'll be a problem in this church. This chair, they've sat here since. And I'm coming for you too. You've always been you are the first person to sit on this chair you've been sitting on this chair since can I tell you something I'm guilty I'm guilty last year the man of God called me I was transferred by phone and when he said to me he said, he just said one day, he said, Pastor Holmes, I think you should go and share a word on the island church. Maybe he was bringing, you know, Yoruba, say, Then the next thing, so when I called him, I said, oh, well, it went well. And he said, you know what? I think you should even remain there. Remain in Bo. How? This is my church. We built it. You and I, we are here together. Okay, it's not going to work. Then I won't see Pastor K every week. I won't. I, I'm used to that. My chair. That's where anointing meets me. If I don't sit on that chair, the anointing is questionable. So, but being a man under authority, I went. But my mind was at the slightest opportunity. I said wangling, thinking of what I would say to him to bring me back. I just want to be on my chair. I'm just happy to be here. I want to be seeing the faces I've been seeing for many years. Which one is this one that you are sending me to? You know, I'm comfortable where I am. This is my comfort zone. And he I was there, but one mind was here. And then a preacher came and shared the word. And the Lord spoke to me and said, you should provide that which is needed. In the house here, we have so many pastors. On the mainland, Pastor Evelyn, Pastor, uh, uh, um, Pastor Jude, they need support. Why am I coming where there are many more pastors? And I repented. He's not here. I wish he were here. Can I tell you something? This is my 27th year of business. I have never done so well in my life. I have never done so well. Because I took a covenant with God and I said, if I make your business my business, then you must make my business your business. I have never. You know, when they talk about bands, there's a scripture which talks about as you are taking out, you have to remove one harvest so that another one to make room for another one in your band. Now, don't start imagining figures. Hello? 
I'm just saying this. It's not even just about the figures. It's about the kind of things that we're able to do. It's about the kind of clients that are just knocking on our door. It's just about the things. It's about the kind of manpower that is coming my way. And I thank God that this man had the foresight because just like the donkey, I was tied into a place where I was tied seemingly good. He was in church and I was using the church as a covering. But guess what? He, the same way that Jesus sent the disciples, sent him to, to losing me and say, your assignment for now is somewhere else. And the way I went about the assignment, I can see the reward. And many more is coming. Watch out for me. Lastly, he, the man of God taught us over the weekend about those who are tied to prayer. And he gave the scripture about when Peter was incarcerated and the Lord set him free and he got to the door and they were still praying for Peter's release. Yet Peter was knocking. He, talked, he spoke to us about spirituality. He spoke to us about sensitivity and he spoke to us about sensibility. There's a time for prayer. There's a time for you to act on your prayer. Some of us, we are tied to the prayer. Just like the donkey, we are tied. Oga, I have heard your prayer. Act. It's enough. I have heard. What are you praying for? Go. You know one of my favorite scriptures? He says, until the feet of those who carry the ark of the covenant, until he touched the brink of the Jordan, he didn't part. Some of us, because we are so tied, we are carrying the ark of the covenant, we are refusing to put our feet in the water. Because when Moses did it the first time, he did it with a rod. And we are saying to Joshua, okay, where your rod? go on and on I could go on and on but I think a word is enough for the wise this morning ask yourself what am I tied to that I'm not supposed to be tied to where is it what is holding me back who tied me what am I seeing every time if I'm tied to this pulpit I will keep on going around this pulpit. All I see will be this pulpit. This morning, there's a grace in the house to losing yourself in the name of Jesus. I said there's a grace to losing yourself in the name of Jesus. Let me just share with you very quickly. And I believe that perhaps you go and ponder. I don't want to take this message too long anymore. Every time you refuse to do the work of God. You are tied. Every time an assignment comes to you and you doubt and you know that it's the spirit of God that is talking to you. That is sending you on an assignment and you say, no, I will not do it. You are tied. You are like a donkey. I don't want to say, what's the benefit when the donkey agreed to be loosened when he agreed to let itself go what are the things that happened he says that here first and foremost it is only because the donkey agreed to be loosened that he was found useful to Jesus Christ if you are where you are no matter how spiritual you are and you remain tied God cannot use you and he will not use you. Perhaps if I sat there and I refused to go on that assignment, maybe by now, God will not even give me any word to preach anymore. Oh, that's where you want to be? Let's wait. It is only when you loosen yourself that God will use you. It's only when you untie yourself from where you are that God will use you. 
Secondly, if you want to carry something phenomenal, if you want to carry something great, if you want to carry something outstanding, if you want to carry something big, like Jesus Christ, you have to lose it yourself. The donkey, Jesus could never have been on that donkey where it was. He needed to be untied from where it was and he entered into Jerusalem and as they were clapping for Jesus Christ, the donkey was also sharing in the accolade. Never before had the donkey seen so many people celebrating the person he is carrying. Never before had it been in history that somebody will be riding a donkey and people will be throwing their clothes on the ground. Have you thought about it? That by throwing their clothes on the ground, even the donkey, it means his hoof wasn't touching the dirt. He was touching ground. He was touching clothes. He was touching leaves. People were celebrating the, the Jesus Christ. And as they were celebrating Jesus Christ, the donkey was also sharing in the accolade. If you want to share in the accolade of Jesus, your Christ, be losing from wherever you are tied today. He's waiting for you. He needs to use you. You are not set to him. He wants you celebrated. He doesn't want you to be around that place that you have been tied for so long. He wants you to see the big things. He says that when he entered into the city, the city shook. It shook. It shook. If you want to go somewhere that you shake, the first thing you need to do is to untie yourself from whatever has been holding you back. People of God, stand up as you I didn't ask you to clap for me, but if you want to clap for Jesus, you want to. The donkey became a city shaker because he agreed to be untied. I don't know what you want to be in your life. I don't know what your aspirations are. I don't know what you have asked God for, but you want to be a city shaker. I need you this morning to connect with God. First and foremost, repent of any area that you have been tied. Don't need, don't wait for any pastor to pray for you. You know what I'm talking about. Where and to what have you been tied? I need you to begin to pray for deliverance this morning. The disciples came and they loosened the donkey. God is sending disciples to you today also and saying that losing yourself from that position that you have been for so long. The man that with the, with the lame man, the paralyzed man was there for 38 years. I don't know what your 38 years is. But pray this morning. People of God, pray. I want to be loosened. I want to be delivered. Deliverance. They said that on Mount Zion there shall be deliverance. There's deliverance this morning here. Whatever I am tied to that is not of God, Father, deliver me in the name of Jesus. Anger, self, pride, business, money, whatever it is, even religion, whatever I'm tied to that is not allowing me to, to align God to make use of me, I untie myself today. I submit my gift. I submit my talent. All eyes closed, all head bowed. And if you are not even a child of God, believe me, you are tied. No matter how successful you are, you don't even know Christ. You are tied. I'm going to ask you this morning, to come just lift up your hand wherever you are and say Lord I need you I need you to untie me I don't even know what you are talking about pastor I need you to untie me this morning if any hands are up I want to pray with you this morning I ask you to come out is there anybody here under the sound of my voice is there anybody then I'm assuming that all of us are born again. We are filled with the Spirit. 
but we need to untie ourselves. I'm therefore going to pray a prayer of deliverance this morning. Heavenly Father, thank you for the word that you have sent to us. We have learned from the ministry of the donkey, the ministry of the dumb ass that has spoken to us, that in one way or the other in our lives we are tied. Father, therefore I pray that as you said, there will be deliverance on Mount Zion. As many of us that desire to be delivered, you will deliver us in the name of Jesus. I ask that you will loosen us in the mighty name of Jesus. From wherever and whatever we are tied to, it's not important who tied us. It may be somebody that tied us. The enemy may have tied us. We may even have tied ourselves there. Father, Lord, let there be deliverance in the name of Jesus. Some of us are tied to loneliness. Deliver us in the name of Jesus. Some of us are tied to unhappiness. Deliver us in the name of Jesus. Some of us have found ourselves tied to poverty. Deliver us in the name of Jesus. Some of us, we are tied to ill health. We are always sick in one part of our body. By the mercies of God, by the blood that speaketh better things than the blood of Abel, I release you from that sickness this morning in the name of Jesus. I said I release you in the name of Jesus. No matter how strongly you have been tied, reef not, sail or not, whichever knot that you have been tied by, I loosen you in the name of Jesus. I said be loosened in the name of Jesus. Everybody that is untied to unhappiness, I release you. 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 In the name of Jesus. The Spirit is telling me that some of us have been tied to failure. Every time we try something, it doesn't work out. By the mercies of the living God, by the God of grace assembly, I speak to you. Be loosened in the name of Jesus. I command you to be separated from failure in the name of Jesus. Be separated from misery. Be separated from hopelessness. I release you. I release you. I release you. And so shall it be. In the name of the Father. In the name of the Father. In the name of the Father. In the name of the Son. And in the name of the Holy Spirit.